What is going on, everybody? And welcome to the first episode of Who You Got. I am one half of your hosting duo, Serge Vicente, and joining me is none other than... Hi, guys. It's Kat Zingano. <laughs> oh, man. Kat, so happy to be here with you. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's, before we tell everybody about the greatest fight pick show of all time, uh, let's let people know what is going on. So on today's menu... We are going to go ahead and break down none other than UFC 274 Oliveira versus Gaethje. We're going to talk to, because we do this on the show, we have some interviews, we have some guests. The new interim Bellator champion, Raytheon Superstats, is joining us on the show. We'll have this week in social media talk about some of the fantastic things that happen in the world of combat sports and so, so much more. Kat, welcome. I'm happy that we're finally doing this. Uh, how is everything going with you? Yeah, it's been really good. I'm, I'm training super hard. I, I have confirmation of my fight coming up in June. Um, it was postponed a few months ago or uh, last month, uh, you know, for uh, medical issues. And then and then here we go. So I, I literally just left wrestling practice, you know, brushed my hair aside and, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> Well, look, I, I I appreciate you. Like I said, you can't even tell you came from wrestling practice and stuff. And uh, and I see you rocking the dope Nirvana shirt. <laughs> uh, I'm loving the Nirvana shirt, by the way. That's sick. Oh, thank you, thank you. See, I was like, I, I have to start getting some band shirts myself. I gotta get like some Wu Tang shirts and, and, and some Outcast or something. You know, to, to balance it out on this thing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just over here rocking just regular hoodies. But um, we have so much to get to. I am so excited to, to talk to you about not only some amazing fights and amazing fight picks that we'll be doing for you guys each and every week, but I'm also good, excited to talk to you. And we can, we're going to be able to tell stories on this show and some other things. What are some of the things you're looking forward to uh, that we're just to let the people know we're going to bring to them? Well, I mean, I have trained and traveled and coached and you know, participated, been on so many different fight cards with so many different fighters. And um, it's really been quite a journey for me and something that I'm really appreciative for, for, for what MMA has looked like for me uh, and what wrestling and what Muay Thai and what all of that has, has done for me. And getting onto this show and um, talking about experiences, but like firsthand because I know a lot of these people and just, you know, getting that insight and sharing with you what I know and um, sharing with everybody what I know. Like it's <laughs> it, it's all for something, you know, it all came from uh, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, being on a walkabout and, and searching, you know, so um, sure. it, it came together. I feel excited about it. And these are really cool things that I get to talk to to everybody about. But uh, now I get to put it together in a show like this. And it's awesome. <laughs> That's what's up. No, I, I can't wait. Like I say, I know you have a bunch of stories. And I said, you know, lifelong martial artist. I'm not as, you know, fly with it as you, but I, I can talk a little bit about some fights. And, uh, and, and but no, we're going to have a lot of fun. And, yo, this weekend is a stacked card. And I'm so happy that you and I get to break that down. So, Kat, if you don't, if you don't mind, I, I say we should jump into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, too. 74 honestly has my ears perked so much because there's so many great fights. The first fight, Charles Oliveira versus De Justin Gaethje. Uh, this it. one, the lightweight fight. title fight, is a huge deal to me. One, I, I grew up in Colorado. Uh, 
up in the MMA community the same time as Justin Gaethje. Like everyone was working with everybody. Everybody was training everywhere. And he is just such a badass. You know, he can wear damage. Um, he, he's always just been a bull, you know, he always is moving For forward sure. and, and he learns from his mistakes and, you know, he's a, a really, really tough fighter and I, I'm just super excited to see where he's gone with it. Uh, he's, he's, he's awesome and he's a good person and it's really awesome to see someone like this get what they deserve. And he really is, uh, he's really where he, he should be right now. He's a great athlete. I'm I'm such a fan uh, of Justin and what he's done, and I think this is why this fight is so exciting on so many different levels because it's I think it's the, the two guys that are the two rightful competitors. It's the two guys that are supposed to be there, and I and I'm equally as excited about Justin because I mean watching his career from WSOF all the way to what he's done, starting in the UFC slow, picking it up and going on the tear that he's been on, um, but Yo, Du Bronx, Charles Oliveira, somebody that started his UFC career 10 and 8 and is since then is on a 10 fight winning streak is an absolute savage. People, including Justin, have said that this dude doesn't have heart. They said he doesn't have heart. They said he's a quitter. But in my opinion, I just feel like he maybe was in the, the wrong weight class. And he's finally matured. He's finally figured it out. And this is such an amazing fight on so many levels. Kat, when you're looking at this fight, who do you, like, what advantages do you see each competitor coming in with? It's it's just such a crazy matchup. Like, Justin is always coming forward. He even just said in one of his most recent interviews, if you don't see me coming forward, know something's wrong with me. And um, that's the thing with Oliveira is that he is dangerous everywhere. Like he, his, his losses he has are so random, but even when he's out there, he's fighting, he's toe to toe. If you clip him, you catch him good. You still have to be careful how you approach finishing and the next yeah. move because he, he could be wounded. He could be tucked up and he'll still throw a flying knee. He, he, he'll still throw an up kick. He'll still find a way to clinch and, and put a powerful elbow in there. Like you're never completely out of danger of him because getting close to him, even if you wounded him, even if you think that you got the advantage and you just put him on his butt, you, you being that close to him also means he's that close to you. And when he's that close right. to you, he is very, very dangerous. Yo, that is so, yeah. Now let me ask you this because one thing, and he has shown, and, and this is Charles, and Charles is somebody that I've seen get hit, and you can, you know he gets hit, but he used to get hit and kind of stop. He gets hit now, and then he seems like he goes out there and just finishes his opponent. And again, let's just let the people know about this. Not only is he on a 10-fight winning streak, he has nine wins in his career by knockout, 20 wins in his career are by submission. He has a UFC record um, in that. Some of the people down his resume, just to let the people know, because we have to put some respect on Charles Oliveira's name. I mean, come on. Clay Guida, Jim Miller, Nick Lentz, Kevin Lee, uh, Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. The run that he has been on is absolutely incredible, but he does get hit. Justin Gaethje throws a UFC record 7.5 strikes per minute. Landed per minute. It is so much higher than everybody else. Kat, could you speak to? Because again, these are people you, you know, Justin, like you were saying. And what is how how does he do this? <laughs> how does he go out there and just put this type of pressure 
and uh, he's able to absorb so much and still keep going forward. Yeah. I mean, he he is the literal definition of when someone says bite down on your mouthpiece and just go, you know, and he does. He 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 stays in there. He stays in your face. He tries to be overwhelming. He's got the cardio for it coming from altitude like that. And, uh, yes, and he's right. got the grind for it. Like it really is a huge altitude advantage when you train in Colorado yeah. and you go anywhere. You can go for days, especially in those later rounds. When you can look at someone, you stand across from them and you're like, oh, I feel better than they feel. And then that helps with your confidence too. Right. You know, so he he's just got that drive and that grind. And it's like, he's so tough. And right. like, he doesn't even have to think it through. Maybe he, some fighters would think it through. He doesn't think it through. He doesn't think one <laughs> second, he just swings. And that's a superpower for him. Oh, the, the human highlight is by far the best name for that dude. He goes out there and he just throws, but he's gotten better and better. And one knock that I know I had of him when he first came to the UFC was just like, man, this was kind of a brawler. He's not really like focused on what he's doing. But since then, Trevor Whitman and, and that team have put together some of the the, the, the dopest dog in the world over there, by the way. I hear him. Tell him I said, what's up? Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, um, we see him on your social media. That that dog is a star, okay? If he wants to come on the show, he's more than welcome to. Uh, but um, watching Justin Gaethje do what he has done, and again, Trevor Whitman, could you speak to what is it about Trevor Whitman? I mean, think about this. Kamara Usman, Justin Gaethje, Rose Namajunas. He's training these champions. What is it about Trevor that's really making his athletes stand out at this point? Because he doesn't have a big gym. And he doesn't want a big gym. There was a time where he did have a big program. Like there was a time where it was. I, Old I school grunge. grunge. Yes. Grunge grunge. Yeah. And that, that was a really tough place to go. And, and um, you know, I'd end up over there in practices as well. He had uh, Leister Bowling as the wrestling coach there for a while. I remember seeing right. Shane Carwin Great when I would go in. George coach. St. Pierre when I would go in. I would see um, Brendan Schaub when I would go in. Like these practices had no shortage of bad motherfuckers in there and everybody <laughs> went there for yeah, for, for trevor and you know trevor isn't the most outspoken guy he's not gonna sit and mm -hmm. chirp 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 like he right. he says what's needed to be said he he analyzes things he tells you what he sees and he's right you know and and he has a calm presence you know he he gets in your head and he gets in your heart and he gets you to trust him because he really does know what he's talking about and right. and the way that he sees the game is the way that it is you know it's not Love he's that. not just trying to come up with things to act like he knows like he he i i think if it came down to it he'd probably rather you know not be in the spotlight but <laughs> he he's very intelligent with it and he knows yeah. how to break down fights and he knows how to tell you what to look for and what to expect and what to prepare for and how to be unexpected and um you know i think he just gives his fighters all this confidence uh he didn't I, I believe he didn't really want to do a grudge anymore because it was like he wants to just focus on the people that he has and, and just kind of go from there. It was, uh, you know, no, not, not one of those like any offense to anyone. But if he has, a, you know, a finite amount of energy, he's going to give it to the people that he, you know, he absolutely. built from the ground up and absolutely respect the guy. He's always been super nice and cool. Any little tidbits he's given me have been right on. You know, and I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious how that night goes when the main event and the co-main event are. Um, Seriously. Teaming. 
I've, I've right. fought in fights before where I've been on the cards with my teammates and it's so motivating. It's so awesome. Um, the only problem can be is if, if, you know, the fighter before the fighter, if anything goes wrong or anything goes bad or they get hurt is not being emotionally tied up in how they do, you know, sticking right. into how you're going to do and just keeping that focus and making sure that you're right on and, and having to, you know, shift gears with your coach as he prepares for them and has to leave you type of thing, right. you know, and, and, right. um, it's definitely not the first time they've had to go through something like that. It's just the first time in this type of scenery. Well, did did they do it? Did Rose do it last time? And I, didn't all three of them fight on the card? It was Kamaro's title defense. It was Rose's title defense against Wei Li, and then Justin had his fight against uh, Michael Chandler. Wasn't that That's all on the same correct. card? I believe so. You're right. You're Yo, right. You're right. Trevor Whitman it. is a savage. We obviously <laughs> had a great time that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I I love that team. I love what they're doing. And he is um really quick before we move on to the next fight because we're sticking with Trevor Whitman. We're sticking with the team. Um, have you tried those gloves? Those Onyx gloves that he has? Are they are they that dope? I, I want to know. You know, I got hit. Okay, so fighters. I feel bad even saying this, but fighters like we all try to find a way to monetize what we're doing at some point, you know, and um, sometimes people hit you up like, Hey, I, Hey friend, Hey right. comrade, like I'm going to start <laughs> making these hand wraps. Would you mind if I sent you some and then, right. you know, you wear them for some posts or whatever. And uh, then you hear from someone else, Hey, I, I'm drinking this water that has my name right. on it. Would you mind? Do you know? And everyone kind of has this thing. And sometimes you bite, sometimes no you don't. I what and you're I, talking about. <laughs> and, I, and I do remember Gaethje hitting me up and asking me if I wanted a pair of gloves. And I have this like bin in my garage of oh, gloves and gloves sure. and gloves. And I have my one favorite pair slash brand yeah. that's like, they just fit me and they're the best ones. And the, right. like when I put them on, they, they're just the ones. And so I... Yeah. It was kind of one of those like I would take them, but like realistically, like I'm so attached to what works for me that they're gonna be part of the bin, and I, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I get I, it. I, I get it. Kind of like declined, and I was like, I, you know, but then now I see them and I'm like, man, would I like those? I don't know. I'm just still so routinely attached to the things right. that I'm like attached to, and so I, I stick to my gloves. Hey, no, no, no shame in that. <laughs> I wear the exact same Nike socks. Not the exact same ones, but the same, you know, <laughs> just because I like the way they feel. My feet feel cushy and we want to make sure that they stay comfy all day long. All right. Um, <laughs> let's transition to the next one because, and I think we'll, and really quick, just to let people know and just to put a bow on uh, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. And guys, we will absolutely be making our picks in a little bit. This is who you got, but gonna wait make you guys wait just a little bit um but remember charles Oliveira, 32 8 no one no contest he himself lands 3.44 uh strikes landed per minute which is roughly on the average of um of the uh of the division really quick before we do transition to this one in looking at the matchup itself out of the two athletes and we can make this quick and kind of and, and move on who do you think has the best overall skill set? It's just so different. What one? I think yeah. I think a 
I think it's a personality trait mm -hmm. of Justin that makes him so good. And mm -hmm. it's a wildness in Oliveira that makes him so good. So that's why it's such a great matchup because it's like, it's just going to be this tennis match of like chaos, right. I feel. And I, I feel like the fight goes to uh, either a crazy decision or, or someone caught something with something crazy and it's over. That's oh, all I, I can't but, wait. But you guys, are, I can't wait, but you guys are gonna have to wait to find out what cat and my picks are. So, all right, um, let's go ahead and move right along. That's great. Thank, thank you for, for that. Um, moving right along, let's talk about Thug Rose. Thug yeah. Rose Nama Yunus versus Carla Esparza. For those who do not know, this is actually a rematch. These ladies first faced off. This was the tough finale, it was a tough finale in 2014. Um, Carlos Sparza won that fight via rear naked choke. Thug Rose, 12 and 4, the defending champion. Carlos Sparza, the former champion, coming back. She lost her belt when she lost to the the, the legendary Ioannia Jacek. Um, when you see this fight, Cat, yo, you, you, you have a little, you know, knowledge of the, the individuals in here. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think? All right, let me stop you right there. <laughs> I, I want to show you a little bit of uh, vintage thug rose here in this video this this is my girl this is my girl right here Con los terroristas. <laughs> Oh my god. I, <laughs> oh my god. This is yeah. why, why Rose wins is because of shit like this. Because I see. Because she's like one of the nicest people in the world. But when it comes down to a challenge and it comes down to her perfecting herself and and her wanting to go a hundred percent at whatever it is that she cares about, she delivers. And I do remember when they had their uh, their initial fight because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Rose went on to the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, obviously, Pat stays home. They are very attached, very close. And this is something where she has to go do it on her own. When she got back, uh, her, Pat, and I were all sitting at one of the tables at the old school Colorado Ring of Fire. And um, she's just over there right. like itching to tell somebody <laughs> how it went but you're not allowed to tell you know you're not right, allowed to talk right. about how it went and so she finally tells me she's like cat i made it into the finals and i'm like no way because we had been training <laughs> together a ton like right. she's a lot smaller than me but man she mm. gave me a hell of a run for Killer. my money all of the time like she's just a little monster and anything that you ever did to her if you caught her if you took her down if you threw her if you did whatever <laughs> she always wanted to understand how and why so it could never happen again or so she could make somebody else feel that way and do it to them and i fucking loved that i thought it was so cool and i just always respected her and that's why she's a thug so she told me that. i made it into the finals i'm fighting Car carla esparza and both of us were just like, you have to overwhelm her. You just have to overwhelm her. You got to stay in right. her face and go nuts. And then she goes into the fight. The fight doesn't go her way. And talking to her afterwards, she's like, I gassed. 
I went in there and I did everything that I could to be in her face and to break her will and to just be at her. And she, she was tough and I couldn't finish it. And there was nerves that went into it. There was, you know, the new found fame and the new pressures of everybody now knowing who you are and everybody watching that you get from being on something like the ultimate fighter. And, right. and it was just a lot. And she went into that fight and she kind of beat herself up as Carla beat her too. And right. that ends up being, you know, what she loses from. But tell you what, have you ever seen Rose Gas again? That's true. Have you ever what? seen someone on her back again? No, like not, not even. Learned, and she fixes it. And and right. that girl, that's where the thug comes in. Is she does yeah. not play with herself and her reputation. And that's amazing. She's badass. Oh, I, I love, I mean... Thug Rose, it, it, she's one of those that's like every one of those every fighter favorite fighter type of athletes, right? Uh, she's somebody that I I I we I went back and I watched the first fight. I watched it a couple of times, and it's so amazing. First of all, she hasn't been competing in MMA very long, or even training in, in, in the grand scheme of things, as long that long. But when you see how in that first fight she was reckless. She was reckless, like like throwing spinning spinning back fists, jumping on things, and her takedown defense wasn't what it currently is. Um, she's so much more calculated now. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing when I see Rose, she's so calculated and she's patient. In that first matchup, what got her in trouble was her being overzealous. Going forward in the way that she did, she got taken down and she got controlled by somebody who let's just be honest, is a dog. And and I mean, and I'm saying a dog in the best way possible. Carla mm -hmm. Sparza is one of those that we know what she's going to do. She is like, I want to take you down. I want to control you. And I want to elbow your face through the mat. And I love that I've seen her develop this because over the, because what, it's been seven years since they fought. And it they both really have, um, have evolved and grown even though Carlos Sparza in my opinion I kind of feel like her kryptonite or her like the blueprint to beat her is kind of out there but it takes a special athlete to go out there and do that Joanna Jacek was the one that was able to do that and the way I think she was able to do that was stuffing the takedowns but not only stuffing and smashing the takedowns she made sure she made her think about it every single time she got back up. Every time Carla got back up, um, Joanna made her pay for it. I think Rose can do the same thing. She has those skills and those things. Now, on the other side, I'm sorry, still with even Carla, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, for both of these athletes, I think Carla has got where I think Rose has improved on is her footwork, her versatility, and and her, uh, her patience. But on the other side, I think it is um, the, uh, well, you know what? Let me take a pause really fast because we will continue this conversation about this one. But we are currently joined right now by this gentleman whom, well, it's a brand new show, but he's the first guest on Who You Got. He is the current reigning, defending, interim, bandwagon champion, Curly in Bellator, going out there, fresh off of his knockout win against Juan Archuleta. We are talking about the man, the myth, the legend, my boy, Raytheon, super stats. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. 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 Let
We in this All thing. Born. What's up, baby? Oh, oh my God. I'm so happy to see you. Congratulations. Appreciate you. Thank you, Miss Kat Zingano. It's a pleasure. <laughs> uh, I was okay. watching your fights last night. I was looking at your, um, I was looking at your, obviously your, your most recent one. And, mm -hmm. and it made me call and talk to a few people that you trained with. I taught, I, I, I've heard from Barb Honcheck. Uh, oh, Barb. Yeah. Yeah. I heard from Jens, I heard from Pat, you know, and all these people have such great things to say about you and how hard you always have worked and everything uh, about how you are a family man and you're so intelligent as far as your wrestling and your fighting. And it, it's just super exciting to talk to you and super exciting to see you get to where you've gotten because everyone said they saw it coming. You know, it was just a matter of time and a matter of matches. And like, that's awesome. Congratulations, man. Thank you so much. I remember looking up to you, you and Barb, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, back when I was like training with Barb at uh, Militant. So that means a lot. Thank you so much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would cry, but I'm too happy. You know, <laughs> I appreciate it. My brother, um, I, I first of all, thank you for coming on the show. Congratulations. Um, you and I spoke honestly about a year ago or about even mm -hmm. maybe even more than that and you said 2020 by the end of 2022 i will be the champion guess <laughs> what it is the beginning of 2022 and brother you are the champion has that crazy. set in yet crazy that's crazy you know a lot of freaking <laughs> things i feel like i've spoken to existence uh over the past couple years you know and it's, it's just crazy it's still like it's setting in now but it's still kind of surreal, you know what I mean? That um, you like it happened. So, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Awesome, man, dude. Um, look, you also you still got the tournament you're you're in, and yep. again, you you got um, it, how has it been with the tournament even staying focused? Because I know it's like, damn, I just won the belt. I'm excited, but you gotta run back in there against Sabatini, who's a, a monster. Yeah, I either got I either got Sabatello or uh Higo. But um, I That's mean, right, yep. this is like kind of like what I've like prepared for or this. I mean, mm -hmm. I like the tournament style because that's like kind of more uh, it's like suited to me because like right. if, if you look back at all my fights, I never get hurt, you know, so I'm always like ready to mm -hmm. get back in there, um, you know, right away. And then like tournament tournament style fighting I've been doing uh, from wrestling for a long time. So I'm used to like um, just having, you know, taking it one fight at a time, but also having like a big goal of winning, you know what I mean? The whole thing. So um, I'm ready, man. I'm ready for the next one. I, I, de I didn't really get hurt. My shin is like a little banged up, but I've been back in the gym training. Um, you know what I mean? It's a lifestyle for me at this point. At this point, it's also like, I ain't, I don't got nothing else to do, you know? <laughs> so if I'm, not, <laughs> if I'm not training, then I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what to do with myself. So I'm on the game or I'm training. Uh -huh. um, you can't you just want i'm sorry well yeah so so you brought up wrestling and how like this translates to wrestling and that's why it's your style so one thing i also noticed is like you have you've definitely adapted your wrestling styles from college and everything into how you fight now but i was a wrestler too and i have questions that i want to know because of how i think and i wonder if it's how you think like yeah you uh like what do you think is harder do you think wrestling like college wrestling was harder to do or do you think mma is harder to do you if know you had to really put it down on there college wrestling was like it was harder for me um just because it was like uh it's just like a grind like it's a constant grind mm -hmm. every day 
Um, and it's not really a let up. It's just like you grind, then you grind harder. Uh, so like <laughs> re- wrestling, college wrestling was like uh, super hard. And the practice was like just so like tedious and just uh, they were like they were long because it was like full of, you know, what I mean? you 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 going like uh, and, and drilling kind of like constantly. You know what I mean? You're trying to get like a, a thousand reps within a, a practice. So uh, college wrestling, I felt like was harder. Um also, I didn't have like um kind of my like diet and stuff figured out or like mm-hmm. how I should be training figured out, you know. So it was literally I was just like running into a wall just because I was told to run into a wall type of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of how I feel uh, going through uh, wrestling. My brother figured out that diet, man. You was out here shredded those last man. couple fights, man. <laughs> yeah, so I I just started getting dialed in on actually like when the pandemic started. Uh, nice. figuring out uh, you know how to cut weight up properly. Uh, mm-hmm. getting like nutritionist and and be eating the things I'm supposed to eat, you know. Um, and like supplement and stuff I'm supposed to supplement. So uh, yeah, I mean it, it definitely makes a difference. I feel like especially in my performances. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this because not only have your performances obviously been dope, you've been going out there and 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 even the people that you've beaten, you're you're beating these people in ways that they haven't been beaten. Magomedov yeah. didn't nobody handle him in the way that you were able to handle him. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. ever finished Juan Archuleta, and you did that with this, yeah. this beautiful, beautiful head kick. Um, but that you're not only making people pay attention to you from that. My man has a taco meat out. You out there, you know, <laughs> you out here, you know, you 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 letting them know about the gift of gab. Like, yeah. you know, speak to that because yeah. I feel like I've known Raytheon, the real Raytheon for a while, but now I'm seeing everybody <laughs> know him. How has that development been being like even like growing into that? Um, I mean, that's just it's been like super fun, you know, and um, and it's also it's like an uh like a continuation of like the years of hard work that I put like in at, at Militage and Rufus Sport that um I really don't got nothing to be scared of, you know, because I've um like I haven't spent time like uh trying to like look good. I've been spending time like actually being comfortable everywhere, you know, the fight goes. So uh like the talking shit I feel like I didn't got from uh like years of talking shit with my family and you know my yeah. friends and stuff. Uh so it's just fun. Like that part is fun, you know. Um, yeah. And you know, I I feel like I can back it up because again, I I'm I'm comfortable wherever the fight goes. You know, I, I'm I'm more than confident wherever the fight goes. So, uh, like the talking is just extra for me. I love that. <laughs> um, we we thank you so much for joining us. We have a couple more minutes with you. One thing I do want to ask you because in your corner. You had the great Eric Nixick in your corner, yep. as well as your coaches from, you know, the amazing Roof Sport. How mm-hmm. has that balance been, you know, working with both teams and really kind of blending those styles? Because I can tell you're getting work and a lot of knowledge from both. Yeah. So uh, I feel like uh, both teams have like different things to offer me. Um, and it just kind of happened this camp because I was supposed to fight Sergio. So Sergio wanted right. uh, space. Right. So right. I went to um, Eric Nixick in, in uh, Vegas. So, right. um, and then when uh, Sergio got hurt, I had pretty much spent all my money uh, for or <laughs> like the money I had aside for this camp. I spent right. it on uh, uh, like my flights and my, my travel and uh, uh, Airbnb and car and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, like when Sergio got hurt, my original plan was to just go back to Rufus Sport. But my bank account was like, nah, bro, you can't really do that yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I ended up just staying. I talked to the coaches at Rufus Sport, you know, and just stayed. 
uh, in, in Vegas for the, for the remainder of that camp, which was, it was good for me too, because it, mm-hmm. we had, I had so many like um, different partners, you know, I had Cody Garbrandt, Lance Palmer, yeah, um, yeah. D- Dan Ige, uh, Jeremy uh, Kennedy, freaking Kai mm-hmm. Kamaka. It was just a bunch okay. of, you know, um, a bunch of different uh, styles Killing. of uh, fighting who, who actually kind of, you know, um, some of them like Gustavo Lopez kind of fight similar to uh, the D- D- Dwayne Ludwig um, mm-hmm. kind of style. So right. it was good for me um, to have all those looks, you know what I mean? Especially too with uh, like Sergio being hurt. Like that's one of my main training partners at Rufus Sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Emmanuel Sanchez and Chris Rodriguez came out to uh, train with me too. Oh, and, that's um, awesome. And Extreme. So it just kind of like, like worked out and every and yeah. as things were happening, I was like, oh man, is this the right move? But then like Manny or and Christian would come up for a week and I'd be like, oh man, this is, you know, I feel like this stuff is happening for a reason. Um, and it just worked out. And also uh Eric Nixick, when I first met him, well, when I first was proposed to uh work with him, I was like, Man, I don't know about Eric, you know, he looked like a meathead. I don't know if you know really <laughs> click. I don't know, you know. But, uh, <laughs> I went out there freaking uh I clicked like right away with him. He, you know what I'm saying? He's like my like I like him a lot now. Like I feel like he's my boy now. Um and just like hearing the story and hearing, you know, um kind of how he's raised and stuff. I like him a lot. So uh that like really clicked and his his uh approach to MMA uh in the routes, you know, he's very intellectual. Like he we was like writing Dude. notes and stuff down um after practices, which was like mm-hmm. something I haven't uh done before and it was like really cool you know to think about him uh think about some of the routes he was thinking about so um yeah it was it, everything just worked out like perfectly you know with uh uh the striking from rufus board added with like more of the wrestling and the uh kind of right. wrestling base uh and some of the striking of, of um extreme couture just like kind of fit perfectly that's the, that's the thing about having like this crazy variety of training partners is the ones that can't simulate your opponent they at least make you work on problem solving and reaction reacting to things yeah. that you don't predict and that that gets you better in a certain way too because it's like we all need that yeah. and exactly you still never know if your training or your opponent's going to change so you still want to get ready for just anyone let alone you improve yourself and then you obviously need your your easier rounds you need your harder rounds where people are beating your ass and yep. then you need the rounds <laughs> where it's like very practical it's going to be this person it's their stance it's their size it's their their skills like it's it's great to have more than more than just a simulated training partner yeah so i had i feel like at rufus sport we had um we have like it's it's a they have big gym vibe but it's really just a a select few of um of us like training so a lot of the times and i feel like uh, a lot of my successes or my ability to like grow was due to having to uh be a certain person you know, like I've never really fought Sergio as Rafion. Like I've always like been a person for a camp or he's like been mm-hmm. a person for me for a camp, which like, and then like we, we, we retain some of those skills. Like we, we, um, like some of the habits we're like, oh man, this actually works. Like, uh, other things mm-hmm. he do or the techniques that people do. So we were, I feel like that's how we were able to like grow, you know, a lot. Um, and then sure. having like, you know, uh, I just recently, I feel like um, probably uh, a little bit before the Maga Man fight, so probably like a year, I started doing like some more cross training. So I went to um, a train with like Corey Sanhagen. And Corey Sanhagen actually like came, he came to Houston and stayed with me for right. uh, a week to help me train uh, for this fight too. Um, but like uh, cross training, I was I was getting beginning to like, uh, that's when I was like getting like a lot more confidence because uh, mm-hmm. 
then you're not like um you you get to like kind of try out your moves on you know people that don't don't have the same uh what do you call it uh probably the same patterns also that you're accustomed same patterns to. you know yeah. what i mean because at rufus board we're all like kind of taught the same way you know we all mm -hmm. kind of got the same style just because of you know proximity of of, of the training and like who we exactly. were taught by so it's like good to like try it out on other systems i should say like systems of yeah. uh um uh, approaches to mma you know mm -hmm. what i mean so um i i really like it you know i like the uh, cross training um and so like uh and also you never know what what what's gonna or people gonna do like one i didn't you know expect him to like wrestle me you know or Man, I he was just trying to initiate. wrestle you the entire fight bro he was just attacking like your front leg the wrestling. yeah and he was and he, <laughs> he did which you know surprised me and probably got him up a couple rounds so it was good mm -hmm. that i was able to make that adjustment you know just because of all the Hell different yeah. training partners i trained with that's yeah. amazing brother that's uh look man when i saw that happen i saw the head kick i was i i, I hit you up i was jumping up and down on my couch bro i was like <laughs> Oh my God! Let's go, yeah, man. Let's go, man. It's amazing, and and again, I cannot wait to see your your next fight out there. Um, thank you for jumping. Before we let you go, yeah, this is who you got. Yeah, and being that is who you got, UFC 274 is this weekend, and brother, we gotta know who you got. Who? So I with got. that being said, UFC 274, we're just gonna go ahead and kick it off. Um, let's start with. I'm gonna ask you, main event, co-main event. We got Charles Oliveira. You know, uh, versus Justin Gaethje, Raytheon. Who you got, bro? Man, I'm gonna have to go with the champ, Charles Oliveira. I'm gonna have to go with him, man. Oh, He's oh. been proven. You know what I mean? Gaethje <laughs> is definitely, you know, uh, if it's a certain type of fight, you know, Gaethje, I feel like will come out on top nine times out of ten. But uh, I think Charles got the the uh, the tools to not make it a certain type of fight. If it's like a, a stand up brawl, I got you know what I mean. Uh, I got uh, uh, Gaethje, Justin, you know, yeah. all day, every day. But you know, um, it's it up to Charles Oliveira to not make it a brawl. And yeah. I feel like you know he's uh, he he he's got he's got it if they go you know anywhere else if yeah, they fight any a, other style. If it's a stand up fight, it goes to Gaethje. If it's a if it's a flying squirrel fight, it goes to Oliveira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I even I even feel like though if um if uh Charles Oliveira keeps everything technical, I feel like he's got like uh just uh more technical box. I I literally think if if uh like Gaethje loves like chaos, and if he can create the chaos in there on the feet, he'll 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 he's comfortable there, you know. He just finds ways to, you know, put people's lights out and 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 thrive in those situations. Um, where as Gaethje, I feel like he's got like his boxing is like really underrated, and then also his like wrestling and jujitsu, I feel like are on another level. So mm -hmm. okay, all right, all right. Yeah. So we 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 got you know, but you you, you say you're leaning with the champ. You're leaning. I'm with leaning the with the champ. I'm leaning, leaning with, with the champ. champ. I wouldn't be surprised right. if Gaethje pulls it off, but you know, I uh, just Kat, like you want to you want to ask him about the uh, the okay. next one. Okay, okay, all right. Then we move on to the ladies. So between Rose Namajunas and Carla Esparza rematch, what do you, what do you think? Who you got? Man, I love them both, man. I, but, uh, I gotta go with Rose. I gotta, I gotta go with Rose. I gotta go with Thug Rose, man. Thug Rose, I feel like uh, has like really grown as a martial artist. And Carla Esparza has too. Um, but yeah, I think uh, kind of Rose is in her prime right now. You know, she was looking super strong her last. Uh, two, you know what I mean? Um, uh, so yeah, I gotta go with Rose. Man, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I know. Well, brother, who y'all got? Who y'all do y'all tell? Well, we gotta wait. You gotta wait. I can't wait, give it to you yet. Uh, that's that's at, the at the end of the show, you know. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. I guess. <laughs> hey, I, I'll shoot you a line. I'll let you know. But um, Raytheon Super Brother, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for being our first guest Man, on Who go. You Got. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, much contained success. Um, Kat, anything else for, for Raytheon before we get them out of here? Uh, I'm just so excited for you. Can't wait to see what else you do. Like like I said, everyone's seen it coming, and I don't even think people know what you can do yet still. So, hell yeah, I'm so happy Thank for you. Thank you. I'm looking forward Thanks to your for next one, on too, Kat. What's looking that? forward to it. I say I'm looking forward to your next one, too. Yeah. yeah. I think Thank everybody you. is. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Raytheon, brother, thank you so much, man. Much continued success, and we will talk to you very soon, my G. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Peace out. Raytheon, Later. everybody. Bye. Super Stots. <laughs> That's it. Raytheon Stots, everybody. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> a, little, a little break in the action. Let it go. And, um, to everybody who is watching uh, our uh, Who You Got, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we don't go anywhere. If you like what you're listening to, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about the best new fight pick show in the world. Who you got? Um, all right, next up, we were finishing up talking about, and again, we talked about a little bit with Rose Namajunas and uh, and Carlos Barza, but let's go ahead and move on to the next one match also. We got Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson in this one. And we're talking about, like, th- th- this is... How beautiful violence at its best. This is the way I have to say it. Just chef's kiss on whoever matched this up. I don't care if people think they're a little long in the tooth. This has to be amazing. Kat, what are are your thoughts on this matchup? Man, like, it brings me so much excitement because both fighters are really, really strong in everything that they do. You know, uh, Tony Ferguson is so unique in, in his approach to everything and everyone, it's like such a wild card and everyone's Absolutely. always kind of wondering how it's going to go and who, like, who's going to show up and, and all that. Like, you know, it's never, any losses he's, he's had have never been at a lack of trying. Like it's always been Absolutely. him going hard and going crazy and him showing up with his like unorthodoxness to, you know, not only mentally try to, try to change things to his advantage, but he physically does things that are off the wall and, and, you know, can get people <laughs> and, and can make people uh, make large mistakes that he capitalizes on, you know, let sure. alone the shock value of, you know, attacking people from crazy things, handstands, backflips, <laughs> turn around. Who knew, who knew you were going to turn around right now? I don't know. Uh, and then Chandler, Chandler is, you know, he's walked the walk of, of everything he that he said he's going to do coming up through Bellator being like, just such a beast over there coming into the UFC. I was really shocked, really shocked to see him do what he did to Dan Hooker. Dan yeah. was a training partner of mine in Colorado and he's a monster. Oh, and then for that Absolute fight to go that damage. way, it like, it gutted me a bit because it was like, yeah. man, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I thought I knew Chandler was good, but I didn't know. I didn't know that Chandler. And uh, it, sure. it's a, it's a great fight. I'm excited about this fight. Yo, this fight is so good on paper. Um, and again, if we look at it, we're talking about the, the arguably the second greatest fighter in Bellator history, and Michael Chandler. He is still at the very top of his game. If we're and again, Kat, you brought it up. If we're talking about the, the losses that these guys have had, they lost to Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje. 
There's absolutely no shame in losing to that, even though but one in, in Michael Chandler's on two-fight losing streak. You have a three-fight losing streak um, with Tony Ferguson, and he the other person he lost to was Benil Dariush, who is the, what, the number one contender in the weight class at this point in time, would have been fighting for the title if he didn't get injured. So you have, you know, these two guys that are so good and so explosive, and a lot of people have been trying to bury Tony Ferguson. But let, let's talk about, like you said, he had a 12-fight winning streak. The question is, can he turn back the clock? Cat, do you think he took he took too much damage over the last couple fights? Do you think at 38 years old, we've seen the band? Now he even has like the, the the salt and pepper beard now. Like, have we seen the and, and we'll talk about age a little bit more, but for him specifically in terms of damage, does has he taken too much throughout his run? You know, I no, like, and and you know, it's it's hard to say with fighters. It's hard to yeah. say like one of the things everybody wants to say is a fighter because of fighters, same as football players, same as any yeah. like high combat yeah. sport. Everybody wants to blame everything on oh, it must be CTE. Oh, it must be brain injury. Oh, it must be this. Like, mm -hmm. like you can't just have a bad day at work. Like something's got to be <laughs> yeah. critically wrong with you, Thanks. and you can't have a couple bad days at work and you can't get thrown off your game because of your personal life or you can't get thrown off your game because you are having other issues in your life like everything has to be because you got punched in the head a couple too many times and that that part like is it possible yeah of course that's possible we're in a combat sport where you're getting clocked in the face and your brain gets rattled but like that's that's not everything like i right. like i'm sure i'm not right. the first person to ever say fighting is completely mental you know, there's the training, but That's getting true. through the training is mental. There's yeah. the preparation, there's the diet, there's the yeah. the camp, there's the solitary confinement that goes into doing what People you need don't put to that do account. to get ready. And that makes you kind of crazy. And, you know, Thanks. if there's any kind of chink in your armor, as far as everything that it needs to line up in order for you to perform at your best, mm -hmm, like... Mm -hmm it can be detrimental within that 15, 25 minutes of a fight. And yeah. that doesn't, you know, and it, it, it is rough because people throw around like you've taken too many hits or it's CTE or it's this or that. And, and, you know, those things are hard to hear as a fighter yeah. where it's like, man, yeah. like I just wanted to fight and get through it. And like, you don't right. win everything. What football teams yeah. have you seen win everything? That's what, true. That's you know, true. like it, it, it's it's a good day and a bad day, and, and you just keep going and you keep fighting, and and sometimes it has nothing to do with anything other than they were the better fighter that day. And we talk about the guys that he's in there with, also, like like yeah. you, we talked about earlier. It's not like he was in there with the the back half of the top fifteen. He was mm -hmm. in there with literally the two guys that are facing that are about to fight for the championship, and one guy that's in queue for doing the same exact thing. He's fighting the best of the best. And maybe, you know, it hit him at the right time. And one thing I think is interesting, and let me ask you this. If we're looking at these guys moving forward, is this a fight that is, you know, winner move on, loser go home? Or is this, you know, or definitely is it loser goes to the back of the line? Where do we see the winner going? Where do we see the loser going in this matchup? I... I feel like there's different categories of fights in the UFC, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. I think this one is just interesting as hell. I don't for think sure. it, I don't think it sets anyone up for a title contention. I don't think it sets anyone up to get cut. 
I think it is just one of those badass matchups that in the history of MMA are so like super super interesting to want to see. Right. Ferguson is That's unorthodox true. and crazy. Chandler is very composed and yeah. hardcore as hell. Like so mm -hmm. that again is a really awesome matchup and and it's it's for the fans. It's you know whether it evolves either of them or not. I don't think it'll hurt either of them. I right. think that it's just about this is going to be a badass fight and everyone's going to love watch it. it. And, and we both know these two gentlemen show up. They mm -hmm. never have a boring fight. No matter if they're losing, winning, both of these guys. We can go all the way up and down their careers. They show up in big moments. I cannot wait for this fight. Um, mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and rifle through these next two really fast. Um, do you want to bring up the next one, Kat? Of course. All right. So next one, we have Mauricio Hua and OSP. Legend. So good, so good. Love and this. you know what I like about these guys is they both are legends. Like they both have tons of fights. They both have always put on exciting fights. Like everybody knows them. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to see what happens. Like yeah. you can only respect these two men. And True. and they're they're huge. They're big dudes. I mean, physically and <laughs> and uh yeah. and technically and skillfully. Like they're very good. And and this will be a really good fight, too. Oh, yo, this so just for context for people, I have been watching, when I first got into MMA, I was watching Shogun. He was the guy that I was like, oh, I was watching getting Pride, you know, not, not DVDs, VHSs, and watching <laughs> Pride VHSs, and watching Shogun who will compete. That was in 2000. <laughs> 22 <laughs> years later, this man is still here and is kind of in this like weird Indian summer period of his career where he's <laughs> out here. What is it? He's one, he's five, two, and one in his last couple, and as opposed to you know, uh, Open St. Prue's four and six. A lot of people make a lot of stuff, and we'll, the next couple of fights we're talking about is a little bit of the uh legends category, we can say. And I have to say, I like that the UFC is kind of doing this a little bit more recently, but being it's a, it's um, people have a lot to say about age and fighting and not just age in terms like i said and and how long people can continue doing things we're seeing people like glover Teixeira, it 40 plus are winning belts and things like that what what is what do you think about people in terms of bringing up age when it comes to mma i mean it, it it's definitely been something that i think um people really are uncomfortable and and by people, I mean fans. I mean where where they're feeling themselves, or or these might be complacent people, people that aren't moving around as much, and so they themselves feel a certain way. But with the advances in science and the advances in knowing what to do right. for nutrition and the advances of training and learning, how do you like how do you train right? How do you rest right? How do you mm -hmm. you know heal right? All of those things can make people last much longer, and. Um, and, and it's definitely something that, you know, it, it, it sti it's stigmatized in a certain sense because, you know, you, you make it to these levels, you're at this certain age, and, and these are certain ages that everybody already has doubts and questions and, like, you know, <laughs> sure. things that they think that you should have done or will do or need to have done by a certain time in your life where, mm -hmm. you know, as as men, if you're in your, your late 30s, you know, why or how much longer are you still going to fight? But 
at the same time, like you look at these fighters that are, you know, in their mid thirties or, you know, in wrestling 33 was like the physical peak for most men. Um, you're seeing Very that true. come into MMA as well, where I think the, the issue lies is that a lot of these professional sports, you see NFL, you see hockey, you see NBA and the athletic peak for those guys is early to mid twenties, unless you're a quarterback. And Facts. even that you talk to Tom Brady and people are like, when are you going to hang it up? When are you going to hang it up? He's like, <laughs> he's like, when I suck, when I stop winning, when I stop <laughs> yeah, is when oh, I'll stop. Sure. And, and oh, that's yeah. the most perfect answer, you know? And, and I, I think yeah. a lot of times people think you should only be fighting if you're in it for world domination, like you're only after the belt, you're only whatever. But what if you're in it for the love of the sport? What yeah. if you're still safe, you're still healthy, you're still winning fights, you're still going out and you're nailing every practice, you're beating up all the new kids, the young kids, yep. and and you, you love it, you know? What yeah. about that should be questioned because of your age? If you feel good and you're doing good, then, then what are you missing? Are you missing for anything? Sure. You know, for sure. No, it's a good point. And, and it really is one of those things that I think and I think about it when people say it is combat sport, especially MMA, not as much boxing, because boxing, I think, still heavily relies on on that quick twitch muscles. Right. Um, in terms of MMA, it's such a cerebral sport where it's it's a skill sport. In those skilled sports, it takes so much time to accrue all that knowledge and all that samurai wisdom. It seems like by the time people are really starting to figure it out, they're already, especially the heavier weight classes, it seems like they are still able to, you know, put it together because physically they haven't fallen off and mentally they're still, they're even sharper than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm glad that you're saying that uh, this fight is, is going to be a fun one. It's a rematch for those who do not know. Um, Shogun actually was finished against OSP, but this fight also, these are two rematches from 2014. <laughs> OSP won via 34 seconds. Very different fight. We will see what's happening. But another fight that we're talking about, and you're talking about people that do this for the love of the game and what they really love it. And no one loves fighting more than this next one. Donald <laughs> Cowboy Cerrone versus Joe Luozon. I don't know if anybody loves fighting more than these two guys. <laughs> like, you know what? I, I agree, but I will say <laughs> I have never met someone that gets more nervous for a fight than Donald Cerrone. Like, like me. I've known him a very long time. <laughs> I fought on the same cards as him. I've been in the room when we're both warming up and he'll come up to me. He'll puke in the trash can. He'll look at me and he'll go, what are we doing? This is crazy. <laughs> and I'm just like, get away from me. Get away. Like, don't get it on me. Don't get don't get right. this shit you're doing to yourself on me right, right now. Like, I'm not thinking what you're thinking. Like, get away. Like, it's it's like you have to force field yourself around him because Straight he is up. just expressing his nerves, which all mm -hmm. of us have, but everyone carries it differently. And and you know, one thing I like about this fight is that it is it's it's a pretty neutral fight. Luaz, oh, Lu I, I always screw up his name. I'll call him Joe. Joe is a very, <laughs> very good, talented fighter. Like his record yes. is crazy. He has so many fights. Yeah. He can do everything. He can go everywhere. Donald is a very exciting fighter. 97 combined fights, by the way. 97 combined fights between the two. And that's like 
awesome. There's so much experience in that cage. So like it makes it crazy. so cool. What I, where, where I teeter totter with it is, mm -hmm. is that Donald really, really shows up on these fights that are a little bit less pressure. Joe is a very good fighter, but this fight, again, it's a very entertaining fight, but I don't see it putting either of them in a title contention or taking anything away from either of them. I think it's one of those really entertaining, really good fights that everyone deserves to see. Thanks. My concern is that Donald, because he does take a second to wake up in the first round, which trust me, I am not trying to assault because I am this way as well. Yeah. <laughs> Any black I've gotten in my life are because I don't know where I am. That first round, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, is is how does he turn on? How does he show up? Like that first round, if he can weather, you know, his own emotions and how that goes, you know, he comes in and he's such a killer. And as yeah, soon as the fight's sure. over, he's like, Oh yeah, I know, you know, I I, I meant to do that. Um, yep. but yeah, this is a very entertaining fight, very tough fight. I I expect carnage. Like I expect swollen eyes and broken noses and, you know, limping for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And th this is I'm so hyped because it is one of those fights that I'm glad you put it th that way. It's one of those fights that as fans we deserve. But not only do we deserve it, they deserve this type of fight. You're right. Neither of these guys should be fighting for or be anywhere near a title. Donald is on a sex fight losing streak. Uh, this is the first fight for Joe since, hold on, in what? How long? In 26 months. This is his first fight in 26 months. So it's been a long time. Granted, he was on a three-fight he, he three losing streak. He won a fight. So it's, But then he took two years or whatever off. So this is an interesting fight, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. But with that being said... You know, our, our guest was supposed to, he came a little early. It's okay. It's already time to jump into it. Cat, you know what time it is. It's time to let the people know who, who you, got? you got. <laughs> I love it. Let's go ahead, Cat. Uh, let's kick it off. Um, Y'all let you, uh, what's the first fight we want to pick? All right. Um, let's do, let's start where we left off. How about Donald Cerrone versus Joe Luezon? Who do you got? Who I got? Oh, all right. In terms of Cowboy Cerrone and and and, uh, and Joe, this is one of those fights for me that I have. I went back and forth. The six fight losing streak. I was like, oh, I don't know. But you, I, you said something that swayed me. When Donald Cerrone doesn't have pressure, he might be the best fighter in the world. And those fights, when he doesn't have pressure, I, I don't think he has any pressure on this fight. So for me, I'm going with Cowboy. I think Cowboy turns back the clock and he makes it happen. Cat, who you got? Oh, I I'm gonna say I want I wanna I wanna, you know, disrupt any of the stigmas attached to ring rust. I do. And I, I wanna give Lazon all of the respect that he deserves because he's tough 1, and he's bang. And whatever, but you know, uh, same thing. I think this is a fight that Donald can get excited for, one that he can want to show off in. You know, I think he is also going to look at the ring rest as a factor, and he's going to come early. So you know, we'll see. But I really, I agree. I, I got Cowboy on this one too. We're going with Cowboy. All right, next up, moving right along, the legend, Shogun Hua versus. 
you know what? I'm going to put some respect on his name. OSP has consistently been good for a very, very, very long time. So I'm pussy, and he has a win over Shogun. Um, Kat, who you got? All right. I, I'm going to be emotional with this one. And I'm going to tell you that I, at, with all due respect to Shogun, uh, OSP, <laughs> he, he had my back at a bar a couple years ago where I went to a Bellator. Uh, and after the fight, I brought my dog into the bar. And Gareth Davies, he's a, a, a commentator or a journalist or whatever for Britain. And okay. he was drunk and he came down and he started messing with my dog. And he grabbed my dog's face and he pushed my dog and he did stuff. And my dog snapped at him. And he, he goes, don't worry, I'm not, gonna, uh, I'm not gonna have your dog barbecued for that. And OSP came up to me and he was like, just Whoa. so you know, I saw all of that. And if he tries to say anything, I got your back. And so do all these people I'm here with. And I was like, okay. And I said, go OSP. To this day, I said, I will never do another interview with that man again. And I won't, I won't because he messed with my dog and he saw it. So, you know, he's a real one and I hope he wins that fight. I'm with you. We going with the real one. I'm rocking with OSP. Like, I'm here. Whatever. Let's go with it. I like that story. How you going to mess with a dog? Let's go, OSP. I'm with you 100%. Um, he beat him before. OSP is due. Shogun can get reckless. And with OSP, all it takes is one. So I, I'm going with OSP as well. Uh. Kat, what's the next fight? What we what we have? Next? All right, we got Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Whew, okay. <laughs> I know we are not talking. I, I I'm just gonna say it. Look, man, Tony Ferguson is a legend in the game. I love Tony Ferguson. I think Tony Ferguson is someone who has didn't get the credit that he deserved when he was supposed to get it. That 12-fight winning streak was phenomenal, and it pains me deep down in the pit of my stomach that he didn't get the shot that he deserved when he was in his prime. Yeah. He's out of his prime. It's not there anymore. Um, I don't think. I think he can still win fights. I don't think he can still win fights against the best of the best. Michael Chandler has proven that he can still compete. I don't know if he can beat the best of the best, but he can definitely compete with the best of the best. I have to go with um, with Michael Chandler. I'm rocking with Mike. How about yourself? Kat, who you got? Okay, well, I'm going to believe in Ferguson, and I'm going to believe that he works his butt off on trying to fix his mistakes and his his he's, you know, he's a new dad again. He's trying to work through all of his stuff and and you know, I I I see what's going on with him to be something outside of the cage. It looks like his life's coming together, which is a very very strong strong fighter. So I want to see Tony Ferguson win. I think I think he's not out of the game. Okay, and and there is not a better break dancer in the game than Tony <laughs> Ferguson. Um, no, Tony Ferguson is great. Uh, that that that's a. I hope you know what I hope you're right. I literally like my heart is going that way. Just my head told me Chandler, so I'm with you. Yeah, yeah I get um, it. I get it. Uh, but but let's talk about this one, and I and I'll, and I'll, I'll bring this one up because it's your girl, your girl Thug Rose against <laughs> the former champion and Carla Esparza. I think this is a great fight, but Cat, it's time you got to make the pick. Who you got? 
I'm going to pick Rose. Like, I think she's just too much for Carla. I think she's too much everywhere. I think her ground is too good. I think her stand-up is too good. I think her head and her heart are too strong. Like, I, you know, I want to give Carla the credit where credit's due. Like, we were a couple of the first wrestler wrestlers that, you know, came into this sport. And so I have appreciation for what I know she has as far as her arsenal. But, um, you know, Rose is just too strong and too good and too fast. And, like, she just has everything she needs to go out there and, and do what she does. And I, and I see this being, you know, her fight. I see that belt still being around her. And, uh, yeah, it's it's my girl, Rose. I, I, I think I'm, I'm with you. Like, I think – and I know that, that Carla has a win over Rose – Yo, that's seven years ago. When you fight somebody seven years ago, you can ball that fight up and throw it away. It's a two totally different fighters, two totally different times. And one thing that I have seen, and we talked about it, is that if I'm looking at skill for skill, I tend to pick the fighter that has more skills and who tends to be more versatile most times. I don't know if there's any fighter in that weight class that is more versatile than Rose Namajunas. Thug Rose gets the win because she can do what we talked about. I think she can stuff the takedown, and she's going to put those paws on her when it's yeah. when it's time to, to break it down. I got Thug Rose in that yeah. one. Um, and the fact that she's such a perfectionist on things, yes. I know she yeah. even gets in with, like, sports psychologists, too. Like, she yeah. does everything everything like if she wants to win she's gonna she's gonna gargle bloody worms you know like that's that's Rose. <laughs> yes, she, she did yeah. everything i know she did to get here where she's at and she's gonna keep it <laughs> oh, i i it, it, it it's something that's cool about rose was that there was a time where it seemed like when she first got the title it seemed like the pressure got to her it seemed like it, it was too much for her. but it seemed like when she didn't have it she she it, it it like it she released something and she just became this warrior and she's come in there ever since then and just been an absolute monster and been one of the most exciting entertaining fighters on the not just in the UFC in all of MMA like so we, I'm with you Thug Rose <laughs> uh, all right um oh well I'll let you go ahead main event time well, well I'll let you pick it let let us know UFC two seventy four main event. Charles, sorry, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. I'm gonna keep it local to Colorado, and I'm gonna pick Gaethje. I think, I think he's got it. I think he can, you know, power through and and be overwhelming on the feet. And if it goes to the ground, I think he's okay there too. With Justin Gaethje, he's one of those guys that all it takes is one. All it takes is one, and and he got the win. And when you look at it he carries his power from first round to fifth round. He has a gas tank that goes for days on end. Khabib, Nurg 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 ah, Khabib Nurmagomedov has said that he is the hardest hitter that he has ever faced in his career. And with all of these reasons is why I think Charles Oliveira is going to win this fight. <laughs> Charles Oliveira wins this fight. I think he has more skills. I think he is more well-rounded. And I think he's gotten to a point in time where he's like, if you hurt me, I'm going to pick myself back up and win. I think he is the best fighter in this weight class. I think it's going to be dangerous. I think it's going to be rough. But the person that he has developed into and grown into, 
is the champion. I'm going with Du Bronx. <laughs> I had to. I had to. I man, I I got it. He he is so good right now. He is so good. Either I way, him. I don't see it it going long. Someone's finishing someone. I totally agree with that. I, I, I see it finishing this one as well. So that's going to be awesome. Guys, that's who you got. Uh, we tell, But before we get out of here, we still got some fun stuff for you guys because, you know, in, there's so much going on. And honestly, we really wanted to go out here and highlight some amazing, amazing stuff. So each and every week right here on Who You Got, one thing we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to highlight the amazing things that are happening in combat sports all around the world of social media. So let's go ahead and jump into it in, let me get this, da, 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 this week in social media. So, Kat, um, I, I'm going to leave this all off and I want to ask you this. Um, well, I know we talked about it a little bit. We saw it. One of the greatest fights of all time happened this past weekend. We had the biggest females boxing match of all time. Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, and oh my God, this fight lived up to the building. Madison Square Garden, the, the, the place was packed. Amazing, amazing scene. This fight was back and forth. Split decision win for Katie Taylor. Um, no robbery here either way. I want to show you this clip really quick, Kat, and uh, I want to talk about this really quick. This is the last 10 seconds of the fight. Rarely see this. This is great. It's it's so insane. Insane. And you know, it reminds me of Christy Martin. Yes, it does. Yeah, it's going in there crazy, hard, showing with everything you have, accuracy, power, and that grit. That grit is not something that you can train. That's from your soul. That's from that's from your life, right there. That was so <laughs> dope, and and to see that, it first of all. I think it's utterly ridiculous that boxing has for women two minute rounds. And they, I think it's utterly ridiculous, but I think these women are the ones that are going to be able to finally change that and have some normalcy in this and actually be able to highlight uh women's boxing. But it, it was such an amazing fight from pillar to post. Those women went out there and earned it. They dug deep. And Kat, you have been in some of these type of like, I mean, everyone's watching who you got you know you are a legend in this game you are a pioneer in in combat sports mma just like these women are um for you and and i, and I want you to because you had another clip from this that you wanted to, uh, to talk about but before yeah. we even get to that uh what are your thoughts on on just the moment itself man you know you could even tell leading up to the fight like you, you have an olympian right there you have yep. a, a multiple time multiple weight class champion and like, there's no way to not have a certain fear and respect for each other walking into that fight, not knowing like, you know, you know, you did everything you could. You obviously got your recipe for your camp figured out. These for girls sure. are very successful individually. And now they're coming to clash in there. And, and even just the weigh-ins, like it felt like thunder and lightning, like, oh, yeah, something's yeah. brewing. Like, this is going to be oh, nuts. Yeah. Like, you just knew it. And then, you know, it, it's, it, it was the quiet before the storm. And of course there was that storm and it was crazy. They were so good and so technical. And it was, again, a gift to everybody to be Seriously. able to see that fight. It was, Very it was amazing. Um, this, this one that you sent me was, uh, I thought was really cool, but it was 
her uh the the women after the fight talking to each other. We're gonna play this clip for you guys and and Kat, I want to get your thoughts on this after. And see another sign of respect between these two great women fighters. Such such a cool thing to see. So dope. Um, being a, a woman that is obviously in combat sports, you're a kindred spirit to these women as well. You've been in big events like this. Seeing that, how does that even make you feel? Just seeing that, I've definitely been there. You know, I've been in that position where, like, you both know that you put on a good show. You both left everything in there. Like, there's nothing you could have, should have, would have changed. And and it's this crazy feeling of like so much love and appreciation for your opponent. And that is a different relationship than you'll have with anything in your life. I, I mentioned Bob Barb Honchak earlier and how we even met is we fought each other. And we ended up, it was the first decision I'd ever gotten. Every fight I'd had, I had always finished. Yeah. It was the first decision I've ever gotten. And after that fight, I was like, I love her. Like that was a That's beast. Awesome. I gave her everything I had. And what was her answer? A fucking crack to the jaw. You know, and <laughs> I, I like I couldn't believe I met somebody like me like right. that. And and I just hadn't experienced yet. And I, I absolutely love that girl. And I wanted to know her and I wanted to be around her. And and I still am so close with her to this day because of going through that with her in that cage. And these types of things, like it's you you meet for this reason and you go to war and you go to battle. And it's just like it's so emotional and so amazing when your opponent is an asshole ahead of the fight. It's a little harder <laughs> to get there because like, right. you know, but when it's neutral and that respect is there and you guys just know that you're going to let your, uh, your let your actions speak for you. Man, like that's that's a special kind of love for the sport and a special kind of respect for your opponent that you get Love in that. those moments when you guys wrap it up and and you're standing there and uh, everyone feels what you just went through. It's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, it, it 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 was it was. I think it was a great moment. I I tweeted right after the fight. I, I said, you know, what a fight. You know, ladies, thank you. Like I thank them both. Like I added, I was like, this was amazing. It was such a fun, incredible atmosphere. The fight itself was sick. And uh, and, the, and the fight card delivered, the card itself. Most times boxing, I don't think, have good cards. This actually had a really good card. Even the whole boxing weekend was great. Uh, but there was a lot of other things going on this weekend. And, and Kat, you sent me a video of, of a little knockout. And, uh, and, I, and I feel compelled to share with these people this knockout. Because, oh, my God. Um, if, you're, <laughs> if, you, if this isn't for the fate of heart, just letting people know. 마찬가지로 어, 5분 2라운드로 진행이 되겠고요. 양선수 1라운드 시작됐습니다. AFC AFC 19 was this event. Just listen. Right in the first round. 서규태 지금 사우스포 스탠스인데요. 오! Oh my god. And I feel like it's always right after someone's like what?
My man but said, I'll be say, your huckleberry. I, I see that video. And <laughs> all I can think about is my bucket list. I've always talked about this bucket list, but man, I want one of those so bad. So bad. Just the, <laughs> and it's over and I'm just there and looking at everyone and I got all this time now. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, that. Yo, it sounded like a, it sounded like a home run. Sound like Sammy Sosa back in the day hitting a bomb. It was crazy. Like that was uh that was one of the more devastating head kick knockouts I have ever seen. Uh, but I I think that that is all for the uh, the, the 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 social media moments that we have for today, and, and that kind of brings us to the end of the show itself. And guys, this is this has been episode one of Who You Got. Cat, uh, really quick before we get out of here, um, you want to let the people know just a little bit about how we got here to 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 this. You know, I like I said, I, I had some some crazy times in my career. A lot of it is stuff people know about, but uh, you know, I got into the UFC in uh, 2013, I believe, and you know, I had my team and my coach and my gym and all of that, and my world got basically turned upside down when my husband passed away. And um, that, that was my coach, that was where I trained, that was everything. And, you know, a big part of why I'm still able to compete the way that I am is because I have a son that's watching me and um, I need to have him see me get through this. And, you know, because that gym was gone and that program was gone and, you know, it had its very complicated emotions for me, I, I knew if I wanted to continue to do this sport, I had to go find the next place that was going to be where I train, that I can be all in, that I can, you know, still heal from what I need to heal from, but also still, you know, maintain and, and manifest everything that I needed to do in order to, to be the athlete that I wanted to be, um, all the while doing it with, with the child, you know, with my, my little boy right. with me. So I traveled all over the world. I, I went to train in Thailand. I went to train in Mexico. I was in um, all over chunks of the United States. I, I trained at ATT in Florida. I trained, um, you know, all over the place in LA and really looking for that light bulb to go off to tell me like, this is your team and this is your gym mm -hmm. and this is where you go. And, and meanwhile, when I would, you know, also travel places for any kind of seminars that I would teach or any kind of um, visiting a friend, I always like to stop in gyms when I'm on vacation and get right. a good role in and, and maybe talk to people there, or maybe watch oh, fights yeah. with people. So I met so many people along the way, even doing commentary. I got to see some of these up and coming fighters that are like here now. And, yeah. um, and that, that has given me such a huge insight that I didn't realize I was gaining along the way, but along the way I was sitting there feeling like, I'm not finding my answer. Like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I, I've been to 500 gyms. I've met, you know, 50, 60 coaches and I'm around all these yeah. teammates and they're all awesome. Everything about this is awesome. But for mm -hmm. some reason, they weren't the place that I wanted to stop and stay. And um, I felt like at the time, very frustrated, like, man, this is all for nothing. But then I'm sitting here yeah. today and I'm like, it was for a lot. Like, I know all of these people and I'm just, and yeah. I have awesome experiences with them. And I got to know them as a fighter. I got to feel them. I got to be coached by this coach. I got to teach this person. I got mm -hmm. to talk about this person. I got to go to lunch with these people. Like, right. and, and I got to learn so much from that experience that it wasn't a waste of time or not what I was supposed to be doing at all. It was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And I'm super excited to sit here and be able to talk to you guys about these people on a, 
you know, a, a personal basis. And on top of it, just get to share my experiences and my stories and how exciting and hard and crazy and, you know, uh, all of the words uh, that, <laughs> that experience was for me and, and yeah. put it together in something like this where, you know, we get to honor everyone and we get to explain things. And that that just means a ton to me to be here. That's awesome. No, I, 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 like I said, I appreciate you. I'm very happy to be doing this journey, going forward with this journey with you. And uh, people, we are going to have some really dope stuff coming your way. We're going to have interviews. We're going to break down fight cards. And uh, the more we do this, the more you guys support, the more dope shapes coming your way. So um, this has been episode one. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, make sure you follow. Make sure you subscribe. I am one half of your hosting duo, Serge Vicente. Next to me, you got Cat Zingano. <laughs> and we love y'all. We will see you next time. Let people know about this dope show. Who you got? Peace out. Ooh. Ooh.